Welcome to the Live Life Unapologetically podcast, a place that isn't about chatting into the void, but rather sparking real change in your life. Get ready to enter the realm where positive thinking meets intentional action. From conquering self-doubt to cozying up with authenticity and achieving success with intention. This podcast is your go-to source for mind-bending exploration. Whether you're navigating the maze of self-discovery, high-fiving purpose, or just trying to figure out what wellness really means, you're in the right place. Every episode is a passport stamp on your journey to living life unapologetically. Because why settle for the ordinary when you were born to be extraordinary? Welcome to today's episode, where we're going to talk about three ways to begin your authentic self-care adventure. I want to talk to you about my own self-care journey and how it may relate to your experiences. Self-care is essential for a fulfilling life, but it's something that many of us struggle with. I hope I can offer some insights and inspiration for your self-care journey by sharing a little bit of my story with you. Do you ever feel like you're constantly putting other people's needs first above your own, like you don't have enough time or energy to focus on yourself? I know that I did. And for years, I neglected my own self-care. I neglected myself, thinking I was selfish if I took time for myself. But the truth is, ignoring my own needs left me feeling burnt out, unfulfilled, and at times resentful. I wasn't until I realized that self-care isn't selfish, but that it was essential, I began to make changes. I started small, incorporating self-care practices into my daily routine. I discovered that self-care doesn't have to be time-consuming, and it definitely does not have to be expensive. It can be as simple as spending time taking some deep breaths, going for a walk, and yes, even a relaxing bath. But what I also learned was that self-care wasn't just about physical practices. It really came down to mental and emotional well-being. Today, I can honestly say that prioritizing my self-care has been life-changing. I have more energy, I'm more fulfilled, and I have better relationships with the people around me. And I want the same for you. By taking the time to care for yourself, You'll be better equipped to care for others and live a more fulfilling life. Remember, and I really, really want you to internalize this, that self-care isn't selfish. It is essential. So how do we create holistic self-care time in our lives? I'm pretty sure you felt like I did that you don't have enough time to care for yourself with everything that is in your life, going on in your life, the people who need you and the responsibilities that you have. I used to feel that way. Putting myself first was not an option. I had to put myself last and it just left me feeling so burnt out. Then I realized that caring for myself wasn't selfish. I'm going to keep saying that. Caring for yourself isn't selfish. It is necessary. So I started to carve out just a few minutes each morning to start my day in a way that felt relaxing and soothing for me. I started with around 10 minutes that was solely dedicated to myself. That's right, just 10 minutes a day. This doesn't have to be some grand two-hour gesture that you jump into. And as time went on, I added to it. So eventually, over roughly three years, my morning routine skyrocketed to an hour and 45 minutes each day. But remember, I started with just 10 minutes. As I was getting down my morning routine, it felt really good. So I decided to try an evening routine, 
and that was just for a few minutes. It grew over time. Then I became motivated to plug in times during the day for myself. I did this when I was still in teaching, which (laughs) the teaching, if anybody knows, takes up a really big portion of your life. A teacher's schedule is rigid during the day, but I knew I wanted to feel this calm and peace and fulfillment throughout my day. So I found ways to care for myself even during that time. And I realized that small steps grow to greater results. So my current routine would not have been achievable if I had tried to make this extensive morning routine from the very beginning or attempted this morning routine and evening routine and during the day routine when I first started on my self-care journey. I took it one small step at a time. I did not have an end goal to the amount of time or activities that I wanted to incorporate. I just wanted to start with some simple, uninterrupted coffee time in the morning by getting up early when my house was still quiet. From there, it kind of took a snowball effect. I found I was doing my makeup daily, which I love to do. I was making my bed each morning. I was listening to inspirational podcasts and reading. I had time to chill and just relax before I had to go out the door. But this did not happen overnight, and I didn't have this grand vision of what it would become. It just became, and I love where I am now. A big part of that was to commit to self-care time. One way to make time for yourself is to schedule it in your calendar, just like any other appointment. And remember, even just a few minutes a day can make a big difference in how you feel. So when I first began, it was just for some quiet coffee time in the morning. And the differentiating factor was I decided I was going to have that quiet time each morning and I scheduled it in. I made an appointment with myself daily and I committed to it. Breaking commitments to yourself is much easier than doing it for someone else, right? We respect other people's time. We don't want to let them down. But on this journey, it is time to give yourself that same respect, care, and love. Decide how many minutes you want to calendar in for yourself each day. You don't have to start with a morning routine or an evening routine. What you do for yourself does not have to happen simultaneously at the same time every single day. There can be a set activity or a time. You can pick an activity or a time or an activity within a time that you feel like doing for yourself daily. The important thing is just to dedicate that time to yourself each day. If you're not spending time with yourself right now, just add five minutes a day, just five minutes a day. Starting with a small time frame can help you become consistent. It can help you get over any guilt you have for loving on yourself, and it can train your brain not to break a commitment to yourself. You can grow that with time, but let it happen when you are ready for it to happen. There's no arbitrary deadlines for self-care because this isn't about meeting standards set by anybody else. This is all about you. Self-care scheduling is just like any other scheduling. Life happens. Don't get caught up in trying to nail down a perfect time or if you have to adjust your time, don't be hard on yourself. Some days are busier than others. Sometimes things happen you can't anticipate. And other days, everything is just smooth sailing. So don't be so rigid that you give up, but still be committed to finding that time every day. You want to commit to yourself. So if life happens and you usually do your activity for self-care in the evening, 
But that day, it's your friend's birthday dinner. And, you know, you have something to do that night. That's not typically something you would do on any other night. Just push your time to earlier or later in the day. Still stay committed to that time, but be flexible to adjust it. Usually, I make my coffee at home so I can get right up in the morning. I drink iced coffee and I make my iced coffee at home. I get up, get it ready, go sit down with my coffee. But if there's a morning that I've run out of coffee or I've run out of the creamer I like and I forgot to go to the store the night before, I'll take a trip down the road to Starbucks so I don't get to go straight from my bed to my coffee spot in my house, but I'm still being flexible and I am not breaking that commitment to myself. I just had to take a little side trip to Starbucks to grab my coffee and then I come home and I go into my quiet coffee mode. Another thing you can do is find someone you can share your new authentic self-care time goal with and have them check in. Accountability and support go such a long way. You may inspire that person to start their own journey towards self-care scheduling as well. And even though self-care is a personal journey, it is a journey that is not one of isolation. Having support and having people in your corner to cheer you on and help you be accountable will get you to your goals faster and help you stay on track. So let's talk about self-care guilt. I know for myself, and I wonder if this is true for you, if you ever felt guilty for taking time for yourself. It can be hard to let go of the idea that you must be constantly busy and productive because that's kind of a theme in our society. But the truth is, self-care is not a luxury. It is a what? It is a necessity. Remember, I told you I'm gonna keep telling you that. When you care for yourself, you can better care for others around you. Many pressures from society and beliefs drive the guilt factor regarding authentic self-care. For some reason, putting yourself last is seen as like this badge of honor or proving how selfless you are to the world. It really has become a part of the status quo of something to work towards. Being busy and always working in our society shows that you're successful. Self-care is framed as participating in luxury or superficial activities that you do occasionally to treat yourself. But self-care is more than bubble baths. Self-care is more than face masks. Authentic self-care is a holistic practice that meets your needs, mind, body, and spirit. When your well-being is cared for, you can better care for others. Your relationships are better, you have more energy, and you have more joy. And let's just really talk about the fact that self-neglect is real. Getting stuck in the trap that self-care is selfish or feeling guilty for caring for your needs results in self-neglect. Think about what stops you from caring for yourself. How often have you put yourself on the back burner for the sake of others? Reflect on how you feel when you try to set boundaries that allow more time for yourself. I speak with so many women, and a familiar feeling is guilt. They feel guilty if they like they're letting somebody down in their life by making themselves a priority. I suffered from this in so many areas of my life. How it is framed in the world that we lived in. I thought I had to be 100% in every area of my life at all times. So I would feel guilty if I didn't give to every other area of my life. My children, my spouse, my pet, my friends, and of course my job. I was a teacher and they would tell you all the time, well, it's for the students. You have to 
overdo it for the students. So I was caught in this constant guilt cycle where everybody always needed me and I never gave myself the time or space for just me. Always putting others first leads to burnout, extreme stress, and health issues. Neglecting yourself for others can become a chronic, unhealthy function of your life. I was able to maintain this for a very long time, but trust me, it will catch up to you. You may even feel like it's catching up to you now. So how do we overcome the guilt? We have to remember that taking care of ourselves is a priority and it is not a luxury. Think about how much more energy and happiness you'll have to give to others when you're cared for, when your needs are met as well, when you're well-rested, taking care of your physical body and have more energy and a better mental and emotional health then the rest of your life benefits from that. It can directly correlate to that. Taking care of yourself allows you to show up in the best way for everyone around you. So what are some root causes of this self-care guilt that we feel a lot of times? You may wonder, why do I feel guilty for putting myself first? You may have an idea of why you function in a way where putting yourself last seems acceptable, There are broad reasons for this as society, but there are also very personal reasons for this. Take time to dig down to understand why you're putting yourself last. Think about what has been said to you that makes you feel guilty for prioritizing your needs. Who said it? What was the context of that conversation? Does that person's opinion align with your values and beliefs? Are you putting others first from a place of love? Or are you putting them first from a place of obligation? Those are just a few questions you can ask yourself to help you narrow down the specific reason you may feel guilty for prioritizing your self-care. Then you can start to reframe those limiting beliefs because we have to reframe our limiting beliefs so we can have authentic self-care in our lives, not break those commitments to ourselves, and continue on the process of pouring back into ourselves. For instance, I would tell myself that if I did not put others first, I would let them down. First, that was an assumption and I had no facts to back that up, that caring for myself would negatively impact others. Then I reframed the statement to what was true. I can better help people and care for others when I feel good. Have you ever felt like self-care just doesn't work for you? Maybe you've tried different things, but nothing seems to stick. I know how frustrating that can be. But remember, authentic self-care is a journey and not a destination. It is about finding what works for you and adjusting as needed. Many times, self-care doesn't work because it's presented as a formula. For instance, if you have a specific routine, do these particular things or spend this amount of time doing X, Y, Z to care for yourself, then the world's going to be all sunshine and rainbows. The truth is that self-care looks different for everybody. You may find some things you like, but other things that don't resonate with you. Authentic self-care is about feeling sound in your mind, body, and spirit. That can only happen if you do what feels correct and authentic for you. If you are not a bubble bath and meditation person, don't do those things. Self-care is genuinely self-discovery. Learning what fills you up what makes you happy, and implementing those things into your daily life. So find authentic self-care activities that work 
for you. Don't be afraid to try different self-care practices until you find what works for you. And remember, it's okay if things don't always go perfectly. Take small steps towards caring for yourself. You'll see the benefits over time. And always remember to be kind to yourself along the way. When we embark on new journeys, it's easy to get caught in the trap of what it should look like instead of what it should feel like. You can get inspired and try things, but it's okay if they're not for you. Maybe you find inspiration that meets your needs, but you tweak it a little bit to get some more out of it. Be gentle with yourself on the journey. You will find what works for you. Let go of comparison. So think about all of those day in the life of videos that we see or vlogs or get ready with me. Don't focus on what other people are doing so much. You can use it for inspiration, but you don't have to copy it exactly because you want to focus on what makes you feel joy. If making your bed every day is more dreadful than joyful, then don't do it. Remember, it's about what brings you joy. Self-care may be learning yourself again after years and years of putting yourself on the back burner that you kind of lost yourself a little bit along the way. Don't forget that self-care is holistic. It goes beyond bubble baths and face masks. And also don't try to conquer everything at one time. One step, one foot in front of the other is a great way to get to sustainable self-care. I want you to remember that genuine self-care is a journey. You've taken the first step on your authentic self-care journey just by listening to this today, just by engaging with this. Recognizing your need for self-care and deciding to prioritize it, you've already taken a massive step towards living a more fulfilling life. Remember, self-care is not selfish. It is essential for your physical and mental health, and it will allow you to show up as your best self for the people in your life who matter most. As you continue your journey, remember some of the tips we discussed today. Schedule your self-care, overcoming the guilt of self-care, and finding self-care practices that resonate with you. Take time for yourself each day, even if it's just a few minutes to start. Remember, starting small is okay. Most importantly, be kind to yourself. Remember that self-care is a practice and it's okay to have setbacks. The important thing is to keep moving forward and to keep prioritizing your well-being. You deserve a life that feels fulfilling and nourishing. By making self-care a priority, you're taking a powerful step toward that goal. Keep going and remember that you have the tools and support you need to create the life you want. I'll see you in the next episode. If you love today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share it with your fellow warriors. Let's create a ripple effect of liberation. Until next time, stay fierce, stay fabulous, and as always, live life unapologetically. Hey, warriors, before you go conquer the world, I got a little something special for you. If you're ready to kick things up a notch, you'll want to get your hands on the free roadmap, Thriving Beyond Limits, Four Secrets to Maximize Your Potential. These four secrets are so juicy that they're practically the VIP tickets to walking in inspired action every day. To grab your copy, head over to livelifeunapologetically.com forward slash roadmap, or you can find the link in the show description. Because let's face it, you're not here to play small. You're here to thrive beyond limits. 
Go ahead and get your free roadmap by going to livelifeunapologetically.com forward slash roadmap today. Today.